Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I am fired up about this show, Chuck. I'm fired up about this weekend. Raring to go. How much time left this hour? I want to make it 53 minutes. If we get out at 57, we're looking at 50 minutes. Let's make it the best we've ever done. Other than Frank said he wanted to shoot me, it's been a really good show so far. He's so violent. And then on the plane a little later today. On the plane? That's where you're going? Oh, Marquette, I was wondering buddy. what the big trip was. Yes. I was thinking you're talking like blues in Nashville. Well, big, of course. Uh, home and if home. I, if I had thought ahead, I would have focused on the hockey first. And, you know, it's a little chilly here, so I told my wife, let's go somewhere a little warmer. We're going to go to Milwaukee. Sure. You know, warm Absolutely. it up just a little bit. Right there on the lake. When it's 2 or it's 20, does it matter? It doesn't. I don't think it matters. It's all about the wind chill anyway. It doesn't matter. It's all about feels like. Don't even do the temperature thing. Do feels like. Because if it's like 8 degrees, if it's really windy and cold, it feels more like negative 10. Honestly, how, how, I, don't, I just don't know how you, with a straight face, walked up to your wife and was like, hey. We're going to take a trip in the middle of February, and we're going to go north. One time we went to Milwaukee in the (laughs) summer, and she said, God, this is a really neat town. Didn't we make fun of Strickland for doing this when he did the high uh, college hockey game He drags the whole family (laughs) to watch some eight-year-olds play hockey so he can scout. That's a little different than going back to your alma mater for a big-time basketball game. That'll be seen on Fox 2, Nova. Ooh. Marquette Nova. We owe them. But we were there in the summer once, and she said, what a great town. It's fun, and the lake's... She never realized it was a great town because we'd always been there in January for basketball <laughs> when it's freezing-ass cold. Honey, before the game, we're going to go to this great sports bar, eat a bunch of nachos. Yeah. Then we're going to go to the game. Then afterwards, we're going to go to a sports another bar. sports bar for pizza. <laughs> yes. And in between that, you're going to hate every moment of your life. And if they lose, I'll be miserable. Midday Grind is coming to you live from St. Louis Golf Expo. It's at the St. Charles Convention Center. Let me tell you, I, I brag about Fast Eddie's. People are waiting to get in. Doors open. They're lined up outside. We were a few hundred deep at about 1050, maybe 500 deep, waiting to get into the expo. People are ready for golf. A little later, Charlie, we might actually do a little golf quiz. Ooh. Not really sure what it entails. It was my idea. Then Hoff said, what does this entail? And I said, I don't really know. Not all ideas are good, Chuck. That's fair. But it's an idea. You were in Greenville, Illinois yesterday. I was. My first time ever in Greenville, Illinois. Great little small town. I love that little town. I would like to go back. It would be fun to go to a game up there where you're one of, what? what get, who goes to a game? 500,000 people in the small little town. Pack nice, the, nice gym. Pack the gym. Coach Barber, who was on with Frank the other day. It's really interesting. He explains this system, and it's called the system, where you try and score 200 points a game. It's down to a science. And he, I, what I didn't realize is he hadn't been doing this his whole career. This is sort of a new wrinkle for him. 
and a former Bradley University assistant under Jim Molinari until about 99. He coached under Rick Pitino, as Frank Cusimano alluded to in that interview, but then has been at Greenville since 99, so 20 seasons, but for the last four, he's done this system, and he said basically the administration wanted to get more players involved in the program, and what better way to do that? And it's, I think it's also kind of perfect with Division three school – you basically have 15, 16 players. They also have a JV, but he runs it almost like hockey lines, or they call them units, where you have three different units of five, and the goal is for them to have a shift of about 50 seconds or a minute, and they press the entire game. They try to get to that holy grail of 200 points, which they did over the weekend, but they press constantly, and the goals are they try to get 35 offensive rebounds, they try to put up 100 shots a game. 50 of those are threes, and they have all these different numbers they look to. But it's kind of cool to watch them practice because it's a very interesting style. Your guy, Chris Mitchell, who's the SID at WashU, sports information director. You can call him Sid. Sports information director over there filled in last week. I saw him note this, that he was doing the scorekeeping, and he said, nobody told me. That's got to be the hardest <laughs> job with Greenville University basketball is scorekeeping. Looking forward to that story coming up. On the two Fox headliner around here is your St. Louis Blues. Four in a row, eight of 11. Jordan Binnington. Winnington. Eight, one, and one as a starting NHL goalie. And the Blues back in the playoff picture. And I think just getting in at this point, and Blues fans know exactly what happens every year. By the time the playoffs roll around, you get a little excited. And then the team drops an anvil on your skull. So there could still be disappointment, to be fair. Not to be a wet blanket, to be fair. But I think with each passing week, you believe a little more that maybe this team is good enough to win a series. And it's amazing to think this same group, other than the goalie, it's the same squad of players. you got your McKeckerns here and there. You know, you had a, a guy, you got a Robert Thomas, he'll play like on a first-line power play and you know Cairo's been up and down and you got a bunch of Jordans and you got these guys that are all playing and you got Bo Meester and you got Petro but for the most part it's the same <laughs> team how is that possible the same team okay I don't think it's fair to say it's just Jordan Bennington because biggest, also biggest difference but don't though. you think Tarasenko is playing much better the last couple weeks as far as a two-way player but then again I mean look the, the first month of the season Some last night Throw it out of Vasilevsky. Right, that's what I'm saying. Him, and then he just booked it to get down to the I'm other saying end. not just scoring goals, even though he's also been doing that for the last nine games or so. The first month of the season, Jake Allen, with all due respect, he was just he was really poor. And he was giving up four goals per game. And I think it was just really hard for the Blues to win those games because they weren't scoring early and they dug themselves a really big hole. Then when Jake plays better for the next, let's say, month and a half, November, mid-December, the Blues aren't scoring and now finally it seems like they have both things working, even though last night they only scored one goal, but you are playing the best team in the NHL. And, and look, Jordan Bennington, how can you argue with 8-1-1? One, one? At this point in the season, with the Blues desperate for every point, it's just pass-fail. Do they win the game? Do they lose the game? Not to mention the fact that he was unbelievable last night, pitching a shutout against the, the best offense in the NHL, one zip in overtime. He's just been incredible, and nobody really expected this. We talked before this season about Billy Huso more than Jordan Bennington. We fell Bennington. in love with Chad Ocho. Chad Johnson for a week or so. Jordan <laughs> Bennington was this, this rookie who played one game a couple years back, but he's been in the minors forever. I mean, he's 25 years old, which isn't that old, 
but he has been a draft pick in the system for seven or eight years. Yeah, they were trying in the uh, 10 o'clock hour, the slop, Frank, Tuna, Strick were trying to come up with an analogy because Kurt Warner is a Hollywood movie. He wasn't a Ram for seven, eight years. He wasn't drafted. They groomed him. They grabbed him as a street free agent, whatever it was, on the bench in 98, plays a little bit in the last game of the year, throws a few passes. I think Steve Bono may have started that game. He was around, but not for long. Jordan Bennington was drafted, I think, 2010, 2011 by the Blues. 2011. 2011 by the Blues. 88 overall. Okay. And they were searching for an analogy. And Chuck Tuna threw out a name, and I think it fits in terms of being with an organization, sort of overlooked, and maybe even more so. Because we've been told this about Bennington, people around him, he doesn't come off as real loquacious, but that he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he kept getting passed over. Even last year, they shipped him to a different league. They didn't have a spot for him. So the analogy is even better when you say Tommy Pham. I like that. In the, now, Pham's history with the team was complicated by injury but in the organization forever finally gets a chance and he's pretty good and then sticks around i think that's a great comparison because the guy didn't just happen overnight he'd been with the org they've known him he's been a blue or a cardinal for a really long time but the the lightning specifically hadn't been shut out all year they have 60 more goals than the Blues. That's the team. They have the best home ice record. That's the team you win in and beat. So what you're doing now is you are raising the bar of expectations. Chuck, there's a certain bar. There's, you know, there's the bar in the corner. Sports then, bar. Then there's the bar of expectations. The bar in Southie. <laughs> Where they're wearing, the Gron- they're wearing Gronk jerseys and beating each other up. The Havid bar. Go mess with some smart kids. <laughs> the bar of expectations is being raised. And now fans are getting excited. It happens every year. Blues fans, Ooh, we're going to make a run. We're going to get in. We're going to get in. We're going to win. This happens all the time. But what it is, it's good for business. It's fun. Good for business, fun, all those things. And look, for this season, until at this point, Jordan Bennington, unless he has like three bad games in a row now. You or go four. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with three. Four. No, that shutout last night bought him another couple. I'm saying I'm up to four. All he I'm can saying have four is, in a row, then fair. I'm mad. That's fair. What I don't like, and we should enjoy this run, and I hope Bennington plays the rest of the season and leads them into the playoffs and maybe they win a series, whatever. I do think sometimes we get ahead of ourselves with, is he now the goalie for the next seven years? No, it's not even talking And I'm about only it. saying that because don't you think we've learned over the years that the goaltending position specifically is really weird? I mean, it's streaky. You can have guys who all of a sudden are on a two-way contract and they make the all-star game like Brian Elliott. It's just kind of odd. So let's enjoy the ride. I don't know if Jordan Bennington will be the Blues starting goalie for the next five years. We'll see. You also got to think, I mean, he can't be this hot for the rest of the season. Just you'd think there'd be some regression. I hope there isn't. But, I mean, is he going to go 8-1-1 and the rest of the year? Probably not. And then the emerging story of the coach, the interim coach, Craig Berube, who early in the season, and I guess I was wrong, but the sense was, they wouldn't fire Mike Yo because they didn't have an obvious guy. They, like It was easy to fire Hitch, in theory, because the guy who was going to replace him was already sitting there, as awkward as that whole arrangement was. But do you want Baruba to be the guy? Eh, I don't know if that's what we want or not. I thought that was a reason they may not make a move on Yo when they did. Baruba comes in, looking for that bump, didn't really get the bump. Then we thought maybe there would be a secondary bump. 
The bump, the Barubi bump has arrived a little late, but if we'll they if they stay on a run, playing better hockey, beating good teams, and get in, it's going to be harder and harder for him not to be your head coach next year. And even though it won't move the needle, I'm guessing for some folks like a Quenville, it would be hard to deny the guy the job if they continue this sort of pace that they've been on. So that's that's another conversation for later in the year. But I do think it's fair. And then Strick pointed out Colorado is sort of emerging as a Quenville landing spot. We know he spent all that time. At the, he might still be at the chalet. Skiing. Just cashing Blackhawk checks. Dripping scotch. Oh, living the life. So that's another consideration for another day. But it is Barubi, a guy we don't really know much about. They call him Chief. Man of very few words. Does seem to be very no-nonsense. You can see that in his approach. Accountability. It would be nice to get to know him a little better. Why don't we invite him on the show? And then he can say, well, Frank, you understand. You're a good shooter. You know what it's like. <laughs> but, you know, it's not like it's not like he's not doing the interviews. I think this is just how he is as a person. He's just very matter-of-fact. He's very polite about it. But he's not a guy who's going to be a, a storyteller like Ken Hitchcock. But who cares when they're winning games right now? And we've talked about this in the Fox 2 Sports office. To me, if they make the postseason, Craig Berube absolutely – deserves to get this job now whether that's a two-year deal i don't know the only guy i would say okay if he wants to come here it's still coach q even if ruby has a a great finish to the season here don't you think if you have a chance to get q you still have to go there ruby's done a great job but if it's not coach q as you said in terms of moving the needle i think craig ruby should absolutely be the coach for the next couple years if he continues this run throughout this season and they make the playoffs. Blues Predators tomorrow, Saturday afternoon game, the rare Saturday afternoon game. Blues haven't had a home game in three weeks. Then Nashville on Sunday. I think that's an NBC game. And by the way, Panger, Kelly, we can call him JK. Sure. You have to call him JK if you're around the team. But JK and Panger last night were really good. They're good every night. But that game, for being a defensive scoreless game, Baseball, you could argue it's, oh, it's boring. Football, I thought the Super Bowl was extremely boring. Last night, scoreless game, I thought it was fascinating. It was fun. It was interesting. There was intensity, and those guys were part of that fun, Panger and J.K. It was. It did have a little bit of a playoff feel. Now, we should all calm down. This team is still in the middle of the pack when it comes to the best teams in hockey. Games in hand. Those are automatic wins, right? Correct. Blues are hot. Everybody else that they're competing with right now, besides the Blackhawks, are on the downswing. Enjoy the ride. Uh, one quick Frank Robinson note, who passed yesterday at the age of 83. Going back in history, and you say, how does a guy, an MVP, end up on another team, ends up winning an MVP in both leagues? For that to happen, you have to get traded from one team. And it was the Reds trading Frank Robinson to the Orioles. Do you know who made the trade? Did you see any of this going around yesterday or read about it? So for the Reds who made the The deal? Reds traded an MVP player in Frank Robinson, to Baltimore. And the deal was made by the Reds' GM, Bill DeWitt. Really? Yep. Isn't that interesting history? That's very interesting. Mr. DeWitt's dad made the deal, and I think it was considered one of the worst trades ever. Milt Pappas and a few other players came over from Baltimore in that deal. Was it a money thing, you wonder? If oh, why, because it's DeWitt? Oh, okay, I see. No, I'm just wondering what False other narrative. reason... People okay. were calling in to Cincinnati Sports Radio stations that yeah. day, calling him DeWallet. <laughs> I was, my point is, this as is soon before, as I saw that little nugget, I thought there's going to be some sarcastic Cardinal fans. No, that's not what I online. meant at all. Not you. I'm just saying online making fun this of it. This was before baseball free agency, correct? 
Correct. So what other reason would you trade an MVP type player? There had to be something going on there. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll look get into it. it. We'll, we'll look, look it up. up. We'll look it up even further. Uh, we'll also tell you about the Schnucks High School Athlete of the Week. We'll do that in just a little bit. Appliance Discounters, one of our great sponsors all around the area, including where we are, which is out in St. Charles. So wherever you live, wherever you listen to 590 The Fan, you can find an Appliance Discounters near you, Baldwin, South County. Remember Concord Plaza? We were over there. Great Con- spot. We opened it up. We helped launch the Ribbon Appliance cutting. Discounters. Instead of driving by, Chuck went in. Webster Groves is where it started, on Watson, not far from your old digs. That's my uh, where were favorite. You, were you Georgetown, Kenrick? No, no, no. Which were, what was it? Georgetown Apartments I lived from uh, 2012. You and Costas. To 20, uh, excuse me, 2008 to 2012. And Bob Costas, I was told, also Not at the lived same there time. when he first moved to St. Louis. Right there on Watson is the original appliance discounters. They're also in the city. They're in Fairview Heights, Illinois. Bottom line, biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. LG, Samsung, Frigidaire. Bosch dishwashers, you name it, they have it at the lowest price, plus great service and a St. Louis success story. Their employees are all local, so why not shop local? On top of that, their savings are your savings. Theappliancediscounters.com for more information. And time now to talk it over with Scott Small, whose player, Jessica Brooks, is the Schnooks 590 The Fan High School Athlete of the Week. Coach, welcome. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thank you all for having me. Tell us about, for those who haven't seen Jessica play, she's a junior forward, top 10 in scoring. Uh, tell us about her game. Been a, on the varsity since her freshman year? Yeah, absolutely, and, and contributed to two, uh, two great teams over the last couple of years, yep. And so 18 a game, that's a pretty big number. What did you expect coming into this season? Well, I think she faced a different challenge this year. Last couple of years, she was kind of part of an ensemble cast of really veteran kids that were ready to play on a daily basis. And you, you look at that team, I think we were um, – not that win-loss is everything, but I think we were 48-8 and eight over those first two years of our season. And this year we uh, you know, graduated a lot of seniors last year, so you sit there and go, okay, kid, now you've got to do all that without the supporting cast, and you're going to face a lot more double teams and all those kind of things, and she's really risen to the challenge. Jessica Brooks, junior forward at MICDS. All right, what have, other than scoring, let's talk about her game. Yeah, well, so big thing for Jess is she's, she's – very physical and she's got a great athletic uh, uh, commitment to the game and so you watch her she can go inside and bang with the big kids she can go outside and shoot the three she's shooting about 36 percent from the three-point line so that versatility for a high school kid is really impressive and uh, you know serves her well as she thinks about playing at the next level and how about coach off the court I'm guessing at MICDS you're dealing with some very smart athletes as well yeah, I mean, I, you know, t- to me, coaching girls, coaching boys at this age, the big thing is they're all student-athletes, and, and we certainly got great kids, and uh, they work hard in the classroom, and that, that commitment uh, spills out onto the basketball court. So for a kid like Jess, she's, she's really what you, you hope and dream for as a coach, right? She's a great athlete, uh, remarkable student, but more than anything else, she's just a great kid. And to have those kids on the floor that are going to do the right thing, that are going to, you know, knock you around, but if they knock you down, they're going to pick you up, uh, that's, that's special. And you mentioned playing at the next level. Just a junior, but what do you think her uh, college prospects are for playing basketball? Well, she's listening. She's got to keep getting better, right? I mean, that's the challenge for all of our kids. Uh, she's got such a great foundation. Um, you know, I was curious to see how she'd adjust. You know, last year she'd come out, you know, again, with three or four kids around her that could score 20 on any night. She'd come out and score 20, 25 under the radar a little bit. And I was curious to see how she'd handle you know, facing double teams and in some cases triple teams. And uh, that, that's really forced her to change her game. So you, you watch how much she's matured already. It's just continue to do what you've been doing. Coach, you've got uh, Burroughs tonight, MICDS and Burroughs, always a big 
battle. Give us a little preview of that game. Yeah, well, so so Jess is going to have to have a big night. All of our kids are going to have to step up. Burroughs has been playing great. They've got a, a great program over there. It's obviously a huge rivalry. They're right up the street from us. All the kids know each other, so it should be a fun night. Coach, thanks for hopping on with us. We appreciate it. That's Scott Small, girls basketball coach, MICDS, Jessica Brooks, junior forward, top ten in scoring. She is the Schnooks, 590 the fan, high school athlete of the week. Coach, thanks so much. Stay warm. Gentlemen, you too. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thank you yep. for shopping at Schnucks. You got a lot of energy there. I like that. Love the energy. And I, I want to do the drinking game, which we shouldn't do when it's a high school athlete of the week. Of course not. Water. Water. Bottle water. water. How long into the coach interview, because we're all thinking of different angles, until Chuck drops the, hey, what about at the next level? What are our offers? <laughs> that is sort of your go-to, which I love. It has to be asked. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just wondering at what point. He brought it up. He did, he, and I thought, oh, he's opening that door. I started here, with here comes the grades. Chuck. Nope, I started with the grades because, of course, they are student athletes. 100%. And I like your ending with stay warm. <laughs> stay, I don't know where that came Stay from. warm out there, kid. <laughs> that was right after I said you got a big one tonight. Tell got us, a big one. <laughs> tell us about it. Got a game, uh, big matchup, MICDS, John Burroughs. A lot of nice cars in the parking lot out there for, the, uh, for that contest. And then we swarmed him. Coach, we're going to swarm you real quick. No, you got the uh, you got forwards on the quarter course. You're going to have a center. You got some guard play. You probably got a point guard, a shooting guard. You got to work that ball around. What you got to do is you're going to you're going to go to the rack. That's what you got to do. Get get some rebounds. Can't win a game without rebounds. Hundred percent. Got to make some free throws. Can't win a game without make the, the Billikens will tell you that. Got to make your free throws. That's part of the system. You gotta, Offensive you gotta, boards. Got to play D. Got to get back. Just like uh, Pareko, Bolmeister. You know, you got uh, Bortuzzo's going to play a little bit too. All right, we'll be back. It is St. Louis Golf Expo. That's where we are. We are amusing ourselves is what we are doing. I You're just definitely got, amusing yourself. I just you got to. Stay warm. <laughs> you can tell Martin's in vacation mode. He's so excited to go to this Marquette basketball game. I love it. I'm happy for you. Friend of the show, Thomas Crone, wrote in and said, crop dusting talk equals amusing. Nerd talk equals infuriating. What an unusual definition for the word nerd. And then Brian Hoffman, separate group text, said TJ has chimed in. Former Missouri wide receiver TJ Moe. But also Tom Brady was in, teammate was in camp for a minute there. And was Tom Brady shower stare. He's admitted to it. He what? He, he stared at Tom Brady in the shower. He admitted to it. Weird. We need to talk about that in some sense. So <laughs> TJ... <laughs> It's another word. It's not nerd. TJ agreed with the gang here that called Brady a nerd. He said it's not even close. He is absolutely a nerd. I disagree with the premise. That's not an argument. I disagree with the premise. How can you disagree with the guy who has been teammates with him and has stared at him in the shower? How can you disagree with that? I think he lost credibility with that. You can be, <laughs> you can be a stud, though, and still be a little nerdy. Thank you. That? Yeah, a little nerdy. He's but a just big this, nerd. This universal, like, red stamp. Tom Brady, nerd. Like, yeah. He could be on the cover of GQ. Martin. Nerd. Martin. Still nerd. The cover it's of the Forbes. Thing. Nerd. Still nerd. Cover it's of Sports local, It's nerd. <laughs> this is local hot take radio. I'm not supposed to, yeah. I'm not supposed to you know, give you any wiggle room on this one. But What's your stuff? definition of a nerd then, Martin? Who's a nerd to you? Anybody who is a nerd. Take the shot, Martin. I'm okay and If you want me to say that person's nerdy but they have money, Bill Gates is kind of nerdy, but he has money. I can't lump Tom Brady and his persona and his lifestyle with a Bill Gates who is kind of nerdy. There's a clear <laughs> difference between those two. So, no, the, the Ugg boots. Thing. The it's Ugg a boots. Looks thing. I think looks, because lifestyle. Bill Gates 
All due respect. Looks a little nerdy. Looks nerdy. And acts Tom a little Brady nerdy. Tom Brady looks like a male model. Don't well, judge a book by its cover, Chuck. When, but when Tom Brady sits and talks to Jim Graber, he's engaging, he's interesting. I don't find him to be nerdy. Now, does he lead a boring life, even though he could be more glamorous in his lifestyle, but he wants to go home and eat avocado ice cream? That's his diet. That doesn't, to me, define that he is a nerd. I'm sorry. Can he be a little dorky for being a superstar? Like, Aaron Rodgers carries himself like a hotshot. He kind of enjoys being a hotshot. I so get your problem that. here, your problem here isn't isn't what we're saying. I think about my Tom problem Brady. is your problem is all labeling. of us saying it. Your Mostly, it's labeling. us saying it. I, I, I think that's see. Here's the thing: I'm not knocking him in any way. I'm not taking. I'm not taking away anything he does, um, except for maybe some of his fashion choices. Like when he again, but again, I don't wears, think you can critique when his he fashion. wears. I'm sorry. I, I, no, you <laughs> know what? You know what? I put myself right up to Tom Brady's level when you talk about how much money we can spend. Yeah, I'm right there with Tom Brady in fashion game. No, no doubt. All right, let's break. Yeah, maybe wow. we should. Sick of all you nerds. All right, we'll break. <laughs> Midday grind, coming at hour here on Five Nine of the Fan. With the cash.